They be like, slow up, homie. You're talking too fast. I got a couple of quips. I came to talk trash. Yeah, he's Bucky Watson, Bradley backs. This is going down. We call it the G Splash. What up, what up, what up? It's your boy. It's your boys. The boys is back in town, dog. I don't know where that came from or whatever that was. I liked it. I liked uh, it. Strong. Yeah, you know, coming coming in hot. Coming yeah. in hot. Yeah, that's what you said. You said yeah. that. Welcome to the G-Splash podcast, a.k.a. the dopest podcast this, 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 this on earth in the world. Uh-huh. You know what we do. You know how it is. Uh, we kick you six news stories from pop culture of the week. G-G-6. Called the G6 or whatever. I'm your host, Bradley Baxter. As always, got my man, Chris. Buck you what? That's me. What up, everybody? Good to see you. Good to be here. How was your Thanksgiving? Great Thanksgiving. Great we Thanksgiving. Yeah, really. Uh, we, did, we talked Mandalorian, so we didn't really talk about Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving was great. You know, you ate food. You, uh, you know, we had a great time. Uh, you did not. You ate ve- vegan food, so you suffered. But, um, yeah, it was overall a pretty good experience. <laughs> yeah, and then actually last night for dinner, I had I had an official tofurkey. Oh, we, wow. We had that on deck with stuffing. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty vegan. Pretty vegan. What, a, what a wonderful, how delicious that sounds. I'm so happy for you. To be on, to be honest, it wasn't that bad. Really, it was actually pretty good. A little, I mean, the thing is, it's just texture. I feel like every right. time I'm on the show, though, I gotta give an update on my vegan status. Yeah, you're like, hey, this is going so well, and everyone's like, bullshit. Yeah, no, it's it is. What, like, it's, I feel healthy, man. Do I look healthy? You're like hmm. pale, and your liver's dead. Yeah, I'm about to fall over. <laughs> anyway. Not talking vegan stuff, because this is a pop culture podcast where we talk good shit. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Today we're talking little knives wow. out, knives out, knives out. Knives out, knives out, knives out, knives out. So we got some new MCU stuff to kick around. Uh, we got a bunch of trailers to talk about, that's for sure. Oh, heck yeah, man. But over up on Splash Trash, man, Katie and I went and we saw Queen and Slim. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't wait to listen to that one. Was it what we thought it was going to be? you have to check it out to see, Chris. I guess I'll uh, just have to listen. <laughs> yeah, so we chopped that up. It's a, it's a heavy movie. I'll say, I'm going to say that. It's a heavy I movie. I can only imagine. Yeah, that'll be following this episode immediately. But next week on the G-Splash podcast, we'll be talking about Toys That Made Us Part 3, which I can't wait to talk about because I don't know. I just love toys. I still, I, yeah, for some reason, I can't so shake good. the toys. If you're listening right now, you don't know what that is. Uh, on Netflix, there is yeah. a documentary series called uh, The Toys That Made Us, and they're in their third season. There's four episodes every season. They're like an hour long, 49 minutes, whatever. They tell the story of a toy that was very influential. So we talked about it before, but like the season one had G.I. Joe and He-Man Star and so, Star Wars and something yeah. else. And then 
season two had transformed. So like each, each episode is specifically geared towards one specific toy and how that brand got off the ground, how it became popular, what that looks like and what the future looks like. They're really cool. They're really well like edited and they're funny, but super informational. Very, every time I watch one, I'm surprised. I'm just like, how does that even happen? Or like, how was that not popular? Or like, what were they thinking here? How did he even get that to like, it's crazy the whole time you're just blown away. The fact that you just thought, Oh, toys just go on shelves, but it's like a crazy, crazy discovery process. Yeah. And it's a lot of, a lot of trial and error. And it's if good. you go on before you listen to that episode, if you're listening now, you should go watch the show. Cause number one, you're going to have a lot of fun, but then you'll kind of get what we're talking about. Yeah. And two, Brad, we talked about this briefly last night because or yesterday because I was so excited, but there's a documentary series that they made as well called The Movies That Made Us that they just launched on Netflix, where right. season one covers four very culturally important, pop culturally important movies, which are right. Dirty Dancing, Ghostbusters, Home Alone, and Die, Die Hard. Hard. And it yeah. shows the whole process of like the movie getting made and all the things that went into it and crazy like i thought die hard's a great example i thought i knew everything about die hard trivia wise like i was like oh i know all this stuff i know the thing about alan rickman at the end i know this 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 and i learned so much in that documentary i had no idea they're showing you like test footage and like other people's casting reels and like it's fucking so cool to see all the stuff about a movie yeah so great shows both of them yeah, in fact, Chris, after we talked about it, I actually watched all of them yesterday. Did you binge it? See, yeah, I've only watched Dirty like, Dancing and Die Hard. Ghostbusters is tonight, and I'm excited. The only, Actually, the only one I didn't see was Dirty Dancing. I skipped on it's that It's good. One. I uh, like I'll Dirty Dancing to... as a movie, but I was like, uh, Dirty Dancing, whatever. You got to watch it. It's right, so freaking good. I, I, yeah, I'm going to finish it off. And then we're going to do an episode on that uh, probably in January sometime, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, this Friday on the next episode we follow the Mandalorian, and on that, we'll be talking about Chapter 5. And then we have some news today to talk about it. So let's just get into this news, Chris. Let's do it. The streaming wars year coming up, man. I think we're going to see everybody box it out, right? Next oh year? Oh, my gosh. It's going to be it's gonna be nonstop. Pedal before to the metal. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Before we get into this next or this news story, I was in an Apple store today. You would think that they kind of would promote a little more about Apple Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of or Apple sort of, is it Apple TV Plus? Is that what it's Apple, Apple Plus TV or whatever? Yeah. yeah. I I mean, I didn't see relatively anything except a couple of Apple TVs that it had it maybe up, but that was it. I feel like I see Disney Plus everywhere. I mean, you can't escape it. It's like on on ads and stuff. In fact, today there was a TV. I went to a restaurant for lunch. There was a TV that the channel was out, and the little thing on it was actually a promotion for Disney Plus. <laughs> Wow. They promote they had a promotion going over the top of a channel signal loss thing and I was like, "Damn, that's code." They everywhere. But HBO Max is supposed to be dropping this May and uh they picked up a a nice little slew of some stand-up stuff. Uh the Warner Media backed streamer set to launch in May, like I said, has picked up hour-long stand-up specials from Tracy Morgan, John Early, uh rising stars Rose Matefio, I don't know if I said that right, oh, I apologize, and Ahir Shaha. Turn uh, close. <laughs> uh, premiere dates for the four specials have not been determined, but they're they're loading that thing up. I mean, they just oh, they just got uh, DC right. They locked in DC for that whole thing. Yes, you said you're going to pick up uh, HBO Max, right? I absolutely am. It, it just I wasn't sure what it was, so I googled what it was a while back because I was like HBO Max. Big oh, yeah. Why not just get HBO now? And then it turns out that you basically get every channel ever that's not a Disney property if you if you get that. So I was like, okay, it's basically like. Super Hulu is what it ends up being, it feels like. Has Viacom done anything? Have Viacom locked anything in? Like MTV, VH1, so. Nickelodeon? 
They're still out there, right? They're still out there doing something. I'm surprised they haven't merged it with somebody. Anyway, crap load of trailer news this week. Uh, Big ones. They're dropping everything left and right on us. Yeah. So yesterday we saw a little teaser of James Bond. Uh, mm-hmm. No Time to Die. Was that what it's called? Yeah. No Time to uh, Die. Very, 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 very teaser. It was like a couple of standing like, people and like moving parts. And I was about it. Like there was nothing. It's like 14 seconds, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, so it's basically we, just the stuff you'd expect. But they're trying to get out there and say, hey. It's Let's coming. get this thing rolling. Yeah, I know there was some stuff that got held up, and there's always been this stuff about how, you know, they were, like, filming the movie, and there wasn't even an ending to the movie, and, like, Daniel Craig was having some problems on set, and the director was kind of losing his shit. So uh, they're like, hey, don't worry. This is this will be fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry. Yeah, It's no, they all also dropped, fine. They also dropped the posters, which... Um, yep. I guess everyone's talking about what's-his-name from Mr. Robot. Remy Malik. Yeah, Remy Malik. How do you feel about him being the villain? You think he will great? Be, he looks. Into it. He's yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's very villain villain esque. Yeah, he's got that look. Yeah, and this one's gonna be. I mean, th- these movies have a certain feel and vibe to them. And I mean, as far as I, here's the problem. The last one, the problem with what what, what was the last one called? Uh, freaking uh, uh, not Kraken. Something about an octopus. Uh, <laughs> Something about no, the, the Spectre. Spectre. The problem with Spectre is that, like, uh, honestly, Spectre. there was just too much in it like too much was happening blowfeld wasn't really believable and there's this weird bomb sequence and like and the other ones like the plot line is a little more i don't know not necessarily linear but like skyfall and uh the good ones casino ran on skyfall pretty straightforward like this is the bad guy this is what he's trying to do you're gonna try and stop him and you're gonna do it in interesting ways but that one was like there's a bad guy and there's a laser farm and he's gonna have flying a helicopter like a it just got to be too much where yeah. at the end you're like and this is somebody's like th- this is your somebody that you grew up with now but you didn't know what the fuck's happening here so yeah. i think that these movies stylistically have always been on point but we'll just see if this one can kind of hone it down a little or if it's gonna go like all the other james bond franchise and just get fucking wackadoodle <laughs> Ah, speaking of franchises, the last I checked, I heard that we were supposed to get a trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife today. But nothing's dropped yet. Nothing's dropped yet. So it's supposed to be sometime this week. I imagine that maybe they got wind of Black Widow dropping. And we're like, whoa, pull up. Yeah, maybe we hold up, hold up, hold up. I was hoping it would drop today so we could talk about it. But that one's supposed to be coming very, very soon. So look out for that. Also, the yeah, last I heard, blow, that's gonna blow shit up. Yeah, the last also I heard was uh, Wonder Woman is supposed to drop. I guess now on Sunday, the trailer for yep. that. Yep, coming, coming, coming quick at us. So lots of yeah, I can't believe it. in one week you're gonna get. I mean, the James Bond teaser doesn't really count. It just feels like they threw footage together. And we're like, people, look at this. Um, but the fact that Ghostbusters one's gonna drop and then Wonder Woman's gonna drop and then we just obviously today had the big beast we were excited about, which is Black Widow. Right. Let's get into that right now, Chris. Marvel's back, baby. Just when you thought you couldn't get them, get rid of them. Oh, there's a couple of things to talk about on this. On this, well, Chris, what do you think of the trailer? It looked good. Love it, love it. Love confused, it. still confused. Um, in the sense of like time frame. I get it. Like this movie is like a. It happens between two other so, movies yeah. earlier, right? Like before Civil she changed War. her hair. Yeah, yeah. It's like before Civil War. But after, after Avengers one, it's after Civil War. And it's before, after Civil War. Yeah, before whatever was after Civil War. Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Lots of wars happening. Um, 
I don't know. Did you get the sense that it's like they meant to make this movie at the time to put it in the order and they were like, oh, fuck, we didn't do it. And like, well, we got to make it now anyways. And oh, she's dead. But we'll just we'll just say it's before all this stuff. It just feels weird. I think because no one really knows what the time frame is. I mean, we sure. also originally thought it was going to be the time between Infinity War and Endgame where she yeah, was like also running shit. Very confusing, too, for people that might not be in on the loop, right? To see a Black Widow trailer, they're like, but didn't she get on the splatter on the ground? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they so that's a weird to thing to yeah. market. And they don't, they're not just like, it's not like, she's back. It's just like, here's a Black Widow movie. It's like somebody forgot to like put it out, it feels like. They're like, oh shit, that was supposed to go out like four years ago. Oh, fuck. Uh, put it out now. Wait, wait, that never came out? What do you, th- what what do you mean? We didn't, we yeah. didn't push the button on that? Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, get it going now. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. that all that said... Great looking trailer. Good looking movie. Yeah, Cass I like looks the great. style. Yeah, she she looks she looks great. David Harbour looks uh looks awesome in that role. I think he'll do really well in that kind of comedically awkward type, kind of almost a Colossus from Deadpool esque role. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, love that this lumbering guy that's that's basically Russian Captain America. Yeah, I love that. Um, the the stuff that came out today that everyone's joking about is. When Hoppe got sent over to Russia, he became this dude. It's like oh, he became time. Crimson Guardian. Like, yeah, and like the whole like the time frame kind of lines up too. It's just a funny or Red Guardian is his name. That's right. Yeah, he 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 looks good. The one thing I didn't like, we got like two shots of of Taskmaster. Not a fan. Not a fan I, of it. I did not like not his look. I didn't like not I, like his look. Here, here's the thing. Here's something about Taskmaster. So if uh, we talked about Taskmaster before. We there was a whole new. We did a whole news story on this a while yep. back when it dropped. He was gonna be the villain. But if you're just tuning in now with us, Taskmaster is a assassin, uh, mercenary type in the Marvel universe. He, he's a, he's like the best copycat in the world. His his that is his superpower. Is that That's he can not? It's not like a mimic. He can learn. He learns anything he sees instantly. So. That we talk about like if you were a pinball champion, you're the greatest person ever played pinball. He would walk up and watch you play pinball for like a minute and then step out of the way and he'd be as exactly as good at you at pinball. Like he can learn his he has like super enhanced, I guess, like quick twitch muscles and stuff and muscle memory so he can like adapt, which is a really cool. He's a really fucking cool character because Great character. Who, no matter who he fights, he always goes toe to toe with him because he matches. He sees what their fighting style is and he can match that and then counter that. And it's this really cool back and forth always with him when you get to see him fight like Spider-Man or Daredevil or Wolverine. doesn't matter. So I think he's a really cool character to introduce. My thing and, and what me and Brad are both agreeing on here is that he is, his look in the comics is that he wears a cloak. He wears body armor, a cloak, and then he has a skull mask for a head. And it's like a very uh, realistic skull-looking mask. Yeah. Sometimes a little cartoonish. almost like a Ghost Rider but not on fire. And... My thing, as soon as I saw that, I said to myself, huh, this is the first time I feel like we've had a character, and a char- there's been a lot of movies, so I could be totally wrong, but like a character where it was difficult to represent them without them looking silly. Like The only other one I think of recently is Mysterio, but they gave him a backstory that made it so that he could wear the fishbowl helmet and not look like a complete weirdo. Right. Like Everybody else, they've either put a slight modification on or... They're believable enough, like Loki and his fucking big antler helmet. Like, you're like, okay, he's a Norse god, I get it. But this time, it's like, oh, this is just a dude that's like a really good mercenary, and he wears a, a full on like photorealistic skull helmet. I don't buy it. But at the same time, like, who gives a shit? Maybe that's his shtick. I did hear this rumor, and I'm curious to hear what you think. And this is all reminds me of a similar theory back before Infinity War came out. This new rumor is, excuse me, Taskmaster is going to be Rachel Weiss. 
Oh, interesting. That's why it wears the mask. So, like, she's going to be, like, a double age. Or, like, she's going to flip on everybody. And... That, could, that could be. That seems that seems like a high probability now that you've said it. And so when I went they, back they've and They've had a pattern it, of villains being either straightforward bad guys out of the gate or twisted. surprise flips. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's uh, it, I'm interested. I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome, no matter what. Yeah, it's gonna I, be fun. It looks like the action sequences are filmed really well. There's humor in it, but also it's very the way that I can already tell it's shot. It's like John Wick for Marvel. It feels like like you're gonna have a lot of long combat shots of grappling and freaking all yeah, those kinds yeah. of fighting styles, not really like any jitsu and stuff. Yeah, not not really any superpower stuff. No, oh. just just her jumping on people's necks yeah. and spinning them around and them spinning her and shit. So it should be. It'll be fun. I think it'll be really really cool. Yeah, I, I I agree. And if you want to see what Taskmaster should look like, you could check out Boss Logic because he's already whipped up a fan edit of the scene. So, and it looks ten times better. Boss Logic. Boss Logic. You know what Boss Logic is, right? Yeah, I know who he is. But how do you find him? On Instagram at Boss Logic. B O S S. Oh shit! I already found it, and it looks dope. Yeah. Totally worth the giggle. Yeah. See, I like that. It is doable. Yeah. But it is doable. Speaking of dope, though, another rumor rumor mill. And while we're on rumors, Black Panther 2 coming out May 6, 2022. A gentleman by the name of Charles Murphy, who has a history of correctly predicting news relating to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But Dr. Doom is supposed to be the villain of Black Panther 2. Let that sink in for a minute. Okay. You're pretty excited. I I am all kinds of emotions across the map, if I'm being honest. You know that. You gotta know that. My- yeah, I mean when I saw this and, and have heard these rumors coming, and they make a they make an enormous amount of sense. I mean, he's he's a great villain to introduce and it's the perfect uh it's the perfect place to introduce him as far as not having a Fantastic Four, but instead kind of... And, you know, they keep talking about Marvel, how it's not going to be one big villain. It's going to be these micro arcs that are kind of all over the place that somehow tie together, which I just think means they're going to make a super Avengers team I mean, or a villain Avengers team and a this Avengers team and throw them together in an Avengers movie. But um, I think Doom is such a good addition. And the fact that you're, that you're letting him be introduced as a villain interested in Vibranium and Wakanda, and then later when they get their... Fantastic Four up and running. They can bring him back. Killer. Killer move instead of trying to hit us with all of it at once. For me, there's a couple of things. One, the Doom War arc was great. Both, obviously, I think it fits well, if not perfectly, with Black Panther. To catch you guys up who aren't familiar with comic books, Black Panther made his first appearance in a Fantastic Four comic. So it still kind of ties... It ties. Really? I thought it was in an Avengers comic. It's a Fantastic Four. That's freaking sweet. Yeah, Fantastic Four. So... It all just makes sense, which is why it gets me excited about it. I'm so worried that they won't do it right, and I'm trying to, like, I don't know how to get that out of my head. I I mean, they've done 23 movies. Well, they've done 20 movies correctly, or at least top notch. Pretty close. There have been none. There's been no bombs. Box officely or in like... I mean, even the worst one is very watchable. True, 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 true. So I, I do hope they do it correctly. I also... Don't want him to be a villain that gets killed off, right? Because he he's such a bigger character than that. There's no way. There's no. There's no way. That I think that they're they've learned a lesson that you can kill off minor characters, but you have to you you got to keep the big boys around for a while. So yeah, I hope he sticks around and is like kind of the new Thanos type of character. However, they spin the arc or what they're doing with everything, 
obviously we're in early, early, early stages. So we'll have wonder, to wait. You know, see. I know I'm not to like detract too much from Doom, but you know something, Brad, now that since we're really, you know, we're into this, we're into this world. I wonder if Marvel kicks themselves for wasting Malekith in Thor 2 now that he had an amazing comic, big time comic, like, arc recently and it was mm-hmm. so good that they're like fuck we should have saved him to use the big villain and more of the mystical side you might be right on that but at the same time they have so many good characters that they haven't used yet that's true they'll just keep pulling and pulling and pulling right i mean you still got magneto who's yeah. also big baddie you got i'm trying to think off the galactus um the galactus I, will be a tough one yeah he, he will always be a tough one they obviously tried to do it in one movie and it's they did it terrible. And they blow it. But they did it with Dormammu. Like, Dor- they pulled that off. Which yeah, Dormammu was fun. They did a good job with him. So, something like in that realm where it's like... and can you Not, got not impossible. Surfer. Hard yeah, to do, not but impossible. not impossible. I'm excited for Doom, though. I think that this is a great opportunity to to show him off. And I think it's a great opportunity to, uh, to hopefully introduce somebody cool into that role. Well, I think they also... And they also have Wilson Fisk still. Yeah, that gets dicey. Hmm. <laughs> There's no Norman Osborn, so we're there. We're fine. That's the one. I mean, he, but he's still good. I mean, he's still a good bad guy to carry a lot of art. But it's it's a Sony property. Anyway, let's move on to some more fun stuff. You like some Star Wars, Chris? Yeah, oh, you who do. Doesn't love some Star Wars, right? Yeah. Last week we talked a little bit about Baby Yoda merch being on sale. People unhappy about it. That's fine. Yeah, but yeah, now yeah. you can now pre-order your Baby Yoda Funko, a ten and a regular size, or a plush from Mattel, which is an 11 inch. Now, Walmart is uh, doing pre orders now, but guess when they come out? Mm. May. May. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this, though. That was the whole thing with like Favreau said, please do not make merch because it will leak and people will know about this character and it needs to be a surprise for the show to hold up. And, uh, and fuck, man, that's what happens. You're going to get some old shit. But that the pop drops doesn't drop in May, does it? Everything. Oh wow, that's a ways out. Yeah, so I'm curious. Like I was, I almost pulled the trigger on the that ten inch because I was like, that'll be dope. Uh, yeah. But I'm like, am I still gonna feel the same way in May? You know? Sure. Yeah, After the, the series show, ends, still anyway. be hitting. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of more Star Wars news, they're getting a game show. Uh, in the '90s, Nickelodeon's Legend of the Hidden Temple had kids go on an Indiana Jones style adventures, but now. So- that idea excited. is appearing to be uh, that idea is going to be a have a Star Wars makeover. Disney Plus is ordering the competition show Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge. Uh, the various challenges will test the Padawan's connection to the Force in three locations: a Force planet, on board a Jedi Star Cruiser, and inside a Jedi Temple, immersing them in an and the audience in a fun, humorous, and exciting competition. This sounds dope. I got, I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm excited, and I wish I was like 12 so I could be on the show. Oh yeah, unreal. How scary was it? Unbelievable. Those, like on I, love, of the I love this whole idea of saying Legends of the Hidden Temple was crazy and borderline impossible, which made it even more fun. Yeah, but uh, that is true. But this idea is really, really cool. I think there's some fun stuff they can do with it. So fingers crossed, right? Damn right. You ever watch Nick Arcade? I feel like not many people know about that show. Nick Arcade. Yeah, it was basically Legends of the Hidden Temple. I think. It was I think it was even before that, but it's around the same time, and it was they not necessarily the same games. It was like Double Dare style, kind of like 
you answer questions and then you get points. Oh, uh, yeah. I have a very to... vague memory of this uh, Yeah, of we talked this show. Yeah, Katie and I talked about the show, I want to say, a couple of Splash Trash. Holy shit, I do remember this show. Talk about way before it's time because that technology sucked like it no one could ever hit the right boxes on the no, screen you're like in yeah. the game and you just yeah you're supposed it. to be in a video game yeah anyway that's like impossible like oh you're dying it's like what are you talking about i can't win yeah it sucks <laughs> it sucks anyway star wars news more star wars news talking star wars 9 rise of skywalker uh Ooh. yeah so apparently we're gonna get a sneak peek early if you're a disney plus subscriber episode 7 of the streaming series mandalorian will actually debut on wednesday December 18th instead of Friday. This is supposed to be a day before the the, uh, movie drops. Okay. Okay. So it's not bad. Or technically the same day, but it's supposed to keep fans' uh, hype levels at a maximum and make sure the new uh, episode isn't completely overshadowed. So they get a special sneak peek on episode seven of Rise of Skywalker. Okay, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of sneak peeks. I don't want any more sneak peeks. I'm avoiding everything yeah. now. Yeah. I'm done with it. So after that, it'll go back to its regular scheduled time, which was kind of a mystery to me, if, yeah, if I'm being honest. But anyway, speaking of mysteries and twists and turns, Chris, let's talk about knives out, knives out, knives, knives out, out, knives out. out. Knives out. I feel like I've been anticipating this movie for a hot minute, though. I knew it was going to be I'm exciting. Being... I knew it was going to be a good time. I do have a funny story to tell before we dive into the, the review and whatnot. It. Tell us. So I went to that advanced screening, and it was okay, like, as far as like the atmosphere or whatever. They handed out posters to everyone. Okay. Not, well, you, they were like, they offered you a poster. Like, like, hey, you, you want po- a poster? You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, whatever. What am I going to do with that? I'm hanging up in my room. Yeah. You know? Oh, That's wow. Like, Boy, did I love Knives Out. Yeah, so right before the movie starts, they come in the theater and they're like, did everybody get a poster? Anybody who wants one, take one now. And they go over this, all right, we're going to have a a giveaway. So everybody that has a poster, turn over and see if you have a stamp. If you have a stamp on the back of your poster, you get to win this this mug from the movie, which is actually in the movie. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's that cut one mug that's like. My house, my rules. Yeah, 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 that cup. Fuck off, really? Yeah. So, every, one, not everybody knows that they should have grabbed a poster for this opportunity to win, right? Okay. I was mad. I didn't grab a poster. I was like, that's fucked up. Yes. Anyway, so nobody has the stamp. And then they're like, oh, well, maybe they guess they had concessions. And they're like, who directed this film? <laughs> like, they're going to just start doing trivia. And then everyone's like, Ryan Jansen. Like, <laughs> all right. Well, guess you can't answer. Everyone answered that one, correct? Uh, what was his last movie? Star Wars! Like, everyone's just yelling. And then one the guy was like, uh, I think she said it first and just handed the mug off to her. It was, she was sitting, Whoa, like, right shit. behind me. And it was like, I was like, ah, oh, that's, that's whack. So, that's the, and it was, up. it was so, like, not well orchestrated. And everyone was, like, kind of laughing and, like, whatever. We, like, no one really seemed to care that much, which is fine. The trailers end. The movie's about to start. Then this video comes up and it's, Ryan Johnson being like, all right, guys, thanks for coming out, blah, 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 blah. Now, on the back of that poster, if you got one, there's going to be a stamp. And, like, goes over this whole spiel. <laughs> Everyone in the audience, we're all just like, wow. Oh, yes, that's fantastic. So, like, in a sense, we were all cheated out of, like, that cool 
you know, being on the screen and being like, oh, shit. And then, you know, whatever. Right. We got we got I felt like we got a B grade with the, the staff, which is fine. I Anyway, who cares? It's just a mug. Get over it. Move on. No, you know, I think. But I'm, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I've been is, like, oh, shit. Damn it. That's cool. I wish I'd known that I would have grabbed a freaking poster, although it sounds like it was a concessions anyways. But still, that's cool to have a prop. Yeah. Yeah. The cup was cool. Like, I was like, oh, damn, maybe I'll just go buy one. And I didn't look for it. But if I really wanted one, I'll find it, you know. Yeah. Oh, anyway, absolutely. That's my knives out advanced screening story. But Chris, let's talk about the movie. Yeah, that's a that's a great story. It's a ninety seven percent, ninety seven percent. Okay, okay, okay. Certified, fresh. certified, fresh. Okay, and a ninety three percent from the audience. This is the plot: when a renowned crime novelist Harlan Trombe is found dead at his estate just after his eighty fifth birthday, the inquisitive debonair detective Benoit Blanc is mysteriously enlisted to investigate. From Harlan's dysfunctional family to his devoted staff, Blanc sifts through a web of red herrings and self-serving lies to uncover the truth behind Harlan's untimely death. Wow. So originally going in, going into this movie, it's supposed to be like a kind of like a clueless, kind of like who did it, crime, a mystery theater show, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, like, so it's, it's some- a, definitely a detective, you know, it's kind of a detective piece. But it sets up being a caper, a sleuth mystery. <laughs> Each character was really funny in a completely weird, quirky, kooky way. Like, and Absolutely. I, I laughed at some parts from each character doing something different. And I thought that Absolutely. was like, wow, there's so many characters and there's so much. There's such a good cast in this movie that it was hard not to enjoy this movie. Yeah, it was a, a great, a great cast of characters. Like, just put, let's put the story aside for a second. I have to agree 100% with you. The cast of characters was amazing. Uh, who they got to, who they got to be in it. I think that they had a good spread of people that were so different, but played really well together. I mean, if you just go down the list, you're like, oh shit, everybody in here is really, really good. It's not surprising that it, this movie turned out the way it did. But I think that you can also have a mystery. I was actually talking with uh, a coworker today about how, that movie they released uh, last year, which was um, Murder on the Orient Express. Yes. Not a very good movie. A detective no. movie based on a very famous novel that gets adapted. They throw a bunch of actors that you know and some that you are, are up and coming all together in a place, and it doesn't work, right? Yeah, so jo- Johnny Depp's in that one, right? Yeah. It re- yeah. Johnny, I mean, you have everybody from Johnny Depp to Daisy Ridley to the freaking uh, the, the guy from Hamilton. Uh, like you, you got right. a great cast in there and then you got freaking what's his name run the whole thing Kenneth Branagh but then this one comes great cast and they all come together really well and that I think that really is attributed not only to the casting for the characters and the way it is but also to Rain Johnson for the being able to direct a movie that tight and do it that well but also work those people and let them be their own characters and work together and it just it's so good between the thrilling, the thriller elements and the suspense and like the detective side mixed with this humor side and this really human side as well. Like unbelievably good. Like it just hits everything. It's one of the best movies I'm, I've seen in the last five years. I put it in my top 10 uh, and it's uh, not top 10 movies of all time, but uh, it's definitely tied for one or two with detective movies of all time with yeah, Kiss Kiss yeah. Bang Bang. I think this, the other thing too, I think you can definitely tell the nods to a lot of different films in this movie oh, especially sure. got got your pink panther kind of vibe obviously clue is an, an easy one to reference um sure. the it's it's twisty turny like there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff in this 
and yeah, it's that great mix, right? That great mix of this when you say Clue and stuff. Like Clue is a really, really good movie, and it's good for a cast of characters that are comedians and they're being funny and they're being able to stretch their legs in that way. And this one had people that could do both. They could be in the serious moments and they could be in these really funny, yeah. light le- levity inducing moments. And how those come together is really, really well done. It was, it was so much fun. You know, you got to give credit to Ryan Johnson for being able to do that with this type of cast. Cause every one of the characters in this movie can play a very serious role. Oh, absolutely. But at the same time, like they can also be funny. You know, you take a, even, Don Johnson, most likely Don, Don Johnson <laughs> in a movie, he's probably not going to be funny. It's not going to be a comedy. But every now and then, he's fucking funny. Well, Quentin also Don Tarantino. Johnson isn't, you know, I would say that Don Johnson isn't a uh, on the level actor as the people that he's surrounded with in that. I would say that he's, you know, he's done his stuff and he's been successful. But like he even stood out because of the character that he was like, he was <laughs> cast perfectly to stand out yeah. and not. He didn't have to be the best actor. He didn't have to be Tony Coletti or he didn't have to be you know, Michael Shannon, he got to be just Don Johnson being him. And it worked out really, really well. It felt really natural. He was, he was definitely one of my favorite characters, but yeah. I mean, you, and you could say that about every star in this movie, you know, even sure. Chris Evans has Chris Evans, serious, kills. but I mean, it all circles He's also back. Funny. I think we can agree. It, it circles back to Daniel Craig doing such an amazing job in the film. As well as, as you know, his accent was playing I, the I Southern love, detective. Just so good. I love, I love the Kentucky fried chicken. <laughs> The Colonel oh. disses that he gets. He's like, at. will you? He's like, will you cut out that K- that Kentucky Fried Chicken Foghorn Leghorn bull <laughs> accent bullshit? <laughs> I will say, not spoil it. I mean, we can get into kind of spoilers, or whatever. But like the joke that got everybody just dying was that whole donut thing, like him going down that rabbit hole of the donut hole and the donut in the smaller <laughs> yeah. hole, and that donut itself has a hole in it, and now there's a donut that fits in that hole that is the hole of that donut. Like He's like going in and in and in, and everyone's just freaking dying laughing because it's this like, he just, he, and he played the perfect kind of detective for that sort of clue, uh, Agatha Christie style, Sherlock Holmes, like I'm smarter than everybody here, I'm an amazing detective, but the strength of the movie lies in that too, the fact that he comes in as an amazing actor, he plays a super fucking cool character who's a super smart detective, but the story isn't about him. He just happens to be there. And we've talked about this before. And the the prime example I always will circle back to with this is Mad Max Fury Road. That movie is so good for so many reasons. And one of the reasons it's really, really good is the fact that it's not a Mad Max movie. It's a movie about Furosha and Mad Max just happens to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's what makes a really strong, compelling story sometimes is when it's like, okay, I get this character is an amazing detective. He could solve it. He's the Sherlock Holmes-esque. Like, he's really smart. He sees things. He gets it. Uh, but no, we don't want to focus on that. We need to focus on the human element of this and the really what it's like for this character going through all this stuff and navigating and dipping and dodging. Like, what does that look like? And we'll put him in the area and let him do what he does best. I think that's so good. I love the introduction of his character as well. He's just hitting the piano key. Just sitting there dinging it. Just and like when he asked like, a question. Who the fuck and, is this guy? Yeah, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> And you know who yeah. else is great in that movie? Uh, or a great, like uh, going back to what I said earlier about like mixing people together, you get some like people that are obviously big Hollywood stars: Michael Shannon, Chris Evans, Daniel Craig. And you pick you pick up some really some newcomers like the I can't I don't even know I can't say her name because I don't know it that well. But the girl that plays the main character, yeah, and then the dude that plays the police detective who's been in Thank You for 
calling or whatever and atlanta that dude's freaking great and he's everywhere oh he's a great actor uh and then you throw in and then you throw in these kind of like characters that are kind of in different genres that come in here like a kid, jamie like lee the, curtis even, coming in and don johnson kid, coming in yeah and the, the kid, kid from, from yeah it. freaking it who oh my god we were driving home and i said to Allie, i'm like you know who had the best job in the fucking world that kid that was in it because all he had to do was sit on set and be on his phone, say two lines in the whole movie, and get a paycheck and get to hang out with all those actors. Yeah. Like, his day on set was literally just sitting on a staircase or a chair, looking at his phone screen and scrolling. Like, that's crazy. Talk about a movie role of a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. that yo, and, not, and then just to soak up all the talent. You know oh, I mean? yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Uh, one thing I will say. When the movie was kind of wrapping uh, in that third act, I was kind of like, man, I hope there's another twist. Give me one more twist. I want one oh, more man. twist. And do they deliver on that, huh? I didn't. I didn't think that. I wanted one more. I wanted one more that I didn't get. And I was like, ah. Uh. Oh, really? I got plenty. I was over the moon. Yeah, I th- because you kind of know after act two what happened. Yeah. I mean, I think that that, that, that wasn't I, hidden, but I think that the other elements... I, that's what's funny, right? Is that this is about solving this mystery. And I think that if you're pretty astute or fairly astute, you can pick up on what occurred. Even if you don't know who did it, you pick up on what happened and then why that, why that happened. And I think the delivery though, what really is the big payoff is not the solving of the crime itself, but it's this character arc we get to see in her, which just spikes up and down through the whole movie. And at the very end catches its rise. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, and I, again, I was like, man, just get, you know how Clue does in the, in the Clues. Like, well, here's what really happened. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, I was yeah, hoping yeah, for yeah. one of those. All in all, though, it's a splash. Definitely got to give oh, it a splash. Oh, God, a splash. Please go see this movie. You will love it. If you, if you, It doesn't even matter if you like comedies or dramas or mystery thrillers. Like, you're going to get a little bit of everything. You're going to get to see some people just do it really, really well. This is really well done. For every time that there's a shitty CSI show or a fucking shitty movie where there's a crime that needs to be solved with like an asshole detective. Like this is the, this is exactly why I put it up there with kiss, kiss, bang, bang, because kiss, kiss, bang, bang takes characters that are sometimes a little unlikable, but you also understand where they're coming from kind of. And it puts them in a scenario where they have to solve something and it uses humor and drama to do it. And I think it's, it's a knockout and this movie is no different. It's an absolute out of the park home run. Yeah, absolute. For sure. One of the things I'll say this and I keep, I always jump around what I'm trying to say, but <clears throat> at first I was like, no, that can't be a real thing when someone lies like, Oh yeah. Yeah. We can, that's not a spoiler. That's not a spoiler. I think we could, I mean, we're trying to be very spoiler esque, which is great. Cause usually we just dive full balls deep into it. But right. Like, I think that we can say the fact that the main character, one, a tick that she has is that lying makes her throw up the thought of lying. It's like a psychosomatic thing where if she lies or even thinks about it, it makes her physically ill to which I also thought, that's really strange. There's no way that's real. It must just be a plot device that I need to just buy into. But did you do research on it? Yeah, it's. I, it's I mean, I didn't fucking, do. I didn't do any thing. deep dives. But yeah, it's no. A I mean, deep, I did a real thing. I, as soon as I got home, I was like, "Is that?" And that's a real thing. There's a psychological reaction, just like how some people get sick when they see blood or anything like that. Like it's a yeah. brain thing where your brain basically says. Like, oh, you were untruthful, and instead of you interpreting that as guilt, like, I feel bad for lying, it just gives you a physical throw-up. Like, that's nuts. Also, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia kind of did that in one of the newer episodes, or the last episode, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, and, uh, like, Frank is, like, has he gets real gassy because he keeps lying. (laughs) 
Yes. So he's like, he just like keeps burping and like Danny DeVito obviously burping is hilarious. So. Oh, because he's he's, yeah. he's the DeVito. Yeah, he's the DeVito of the dance. Let us know what you thought about Knives Out. Hit us up at gsplashbc at gmail.com or at Instagram. We're trying to amp that up. So check us out over there at gsplash podcast. Also, if you have a moment, please hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends. Tell your mama. Hide your wives. Tell your wives first, though. Again, this is the dope show. We love hearing all your feedback. Uh, hit, like I said, if you have a time, hey, uh, if you have some time, hit a review up. Always helps us out. Get to the front of the line. We always keep it locked. Next week, we're talking toys that made us part three: Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, My Little Pony. Which I also learned, like, I knew that pony thing was a real thing with dude, like, grown-ass dudes. Grownies. Immediately following this is Splash Trash Matt, and then stick around Friday. We're talking Chapter 5 on the next episode. You know how we do. I'm Bradley Baxter, my man Chris, Bucky Watts. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.